3 John verse 11 says, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. Follow means imitate. Remember that? Imitate. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Verses 13 and 14, I had many things to write, but I will not with ink and pen write unto thee. But I trust I shall shortly see thee, and we shall speak face to face. Some Bibles have the, the remainder as verse number 15. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. The title of this message is, well, it could be two titles. One title is Peace and Greetings, Peace and Greetings. And the other title is just Friends. So, whichever. Both of these are going to be addressed. So, before we get really off to the races here, we, we need to understand and be reminded of that what, what that word peace means. Uh, the best definition that I have come across for peace is, uh, is from Thayer, Thayer's Dictionary. And it says, The tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is. If you compare what, what Paul said to the Philippians, and Philippians in chapter 4. He says in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful or anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace, the tranquil state of a soul assured of his salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and content with its other lot of whatsoever sort it is. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Hearts and minds. So when he says, peace be to thee, this isn't a worldly peace that he's talking about. He's, he's not, he's not, and though he may have had interest in, because he said in verse two that he wished that he may prosper even as a soul prospered. But there's a lot of things that are tangible in this life that, that don't speak to the peace of God that passes understanding. In John chapter 14, John 14, as they're, they're, they're making their way to the garden, the Lord Jesus Christ speaks of peace. John chapter 14 and verse 27. 14 verse 27 in the book of John. It says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. God's peace, Christ's peace. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, or trouble not your heart to be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You got to think about what the Lord Jesus Christ is saying, who, the, who he's saying this to, what he's saying, and what they're about to see. They're about to get rocked, right? They're, they're about to get 
hits very heavily with weighty matters in this life. But he, he gives them, he says, I leave you, peace I leave, right? So peace, no matter what's going on, you think your Savior is dead, the peace of God passes all understanding. Not as the world gives peace, but a true peace coming according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. He says in that same discourse, when you see me, you'll have a joy and no man will take that from you. I've never seen Christ risen, but I've been told and by the Spirit of God, I believe. So peace. When he says peace be to thee, we have to understand that he's, this is one man writing to another man. This is, this is John writing to Gaius. Okay, So this is a personal condition. So when someone speaks or learns or hears or reads or, or understands of peace, we have to understand that, that your peace is not my peace and my peace is not your peace. If you don't have your own peace or a, strength, a tranquil state of a, your soul assured before God in the gospel of Jesus Christ, so fearing nothing from God, you don't have peace at all. You can't borrow my peace, and I can't borrow yours, right? John had peace, but he said, peace be to thee. Not that Gaius was without peace, but that his peace would be strengthened or encouraged. You ever been in such a state where perhaps your soul was assured of its salvation, but also perhaps you weren't content with your earthly lot? That, yes, you knew you knew in the ages you'd be with God, but you didn't know what was going to happen the next moment. Your soul wasn't uh, content with what's going on. John says, peace be to thee. And he says it specifically to his friend, Gaius. This is not a general peace. Okay. Now, we can't have a peace among ourselves. And we can encourage one another in peace. And, and through encouragements, maybe these messages that are preached are encouraged. And I'm certainly encouraged by you being here and, and nodding your heads and smiling and, and whatever the case. But a personal and living peace toward God is what Gaius is being told. John, a personal and living peace according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you, as you, we've read through this letter and we've studied we have a pretty great indication that, that Gaius did have peace, right? That his soul prospered. This entire letter gives us understanding the confidence of peace that Gaius had. And verse number one, he had, he had peace, a tranquil state of his soul assured as far as the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the elder unto the beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. And this wasn't a head knowledge love of the truth. This was a new birth love of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe that brought Gaius peace. You also see in verse number two that his soul prospered. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. Why did his soul prosper? Because he had a, a living and personal peace that he had experienced from God Almighty in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We also know that he has peace, and not just because Gaius tells us. Gaius doesn't tell us anything. John tells us about Gaius that he had peace because he walked in it. Verses 3 and 4. I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. 
I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. If someone says they have peace, but they don't walk in it, they don't have peace. They don't have peace. Because peace conditionally, if someone's soul is assured before God, lacking nothing, fearing nothing, no matter what goes on in this life, it'll be hard and there'll be tears and we'll sin. But a, con a contentment and a peace of God that passes all understanding will be present in life. Will we sin? Yes. Will there be mess-ups? Yes. But someone who has the peace of God, it will be reflected in how they live their lives. He had a testimony among the churches. Verses 5 through 7. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sword, thou shalt do well, because that for his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. Among, among, among the church there at Ephesus, where John pastored and wherever... Gaius was, he had a living testimony among the people of God that he was a solidly peaceful man, that he helped according to the truth. What's that mean? These people that were broadcasting the gospel, the good news of salvation, Gaius took part in that. He was instructive and an instructor. If somebody has a peace about them, then they can both be instructed and instruct others. Some are better than others at this, but if somebody can't be instructed, they don't have peace. Look at verse number eight. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. John is saying, Brother Gaius, you taught me some things. And just as much as you receive these people, I'm going to receive these people. And being taught and educated in these things, I'm going to grow and be a fellow helper of these things. Gaius, who was the son in the faith, Verse 4 is also the teacher to, to John the Beloved who walked with Jesus Christ. Okay, So peace there, he was both able to give and receive instruction. Again, if someone does not receive instruction, they don't have peace. Why would you say that? Because if someone's not content with their lot of a chastisement or a rebuke, then they haven't been taught anything of God because the first rebuke of God is you're a sinner, repent and turn from yourself, you see. He also had peace, you can see, in verse 11, with evidence, as we see in, in this entire letter, with evidence, he was doing good and there was evidence that he was born of God. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth... Evil hath not seen God. Well, we know that Gaius was a saved person and of God because in verse 8, we just read that John was following or imitating the pattern of Gaius receiving those that he would be a fellow helper of the truth. Right? Verse number 12. No doubt he received Demetrius, sight unseen as a brother and fellow helper of the truth because he had a good report and of John. Demetrius hath a good report of all men and all and of the truth itself. Yea, and we also bear record, and you know that our record is true. Someone that has peace will, will demonstrate these qualities in varying degrees. We're human beings, and we have 
different benefits and deficiencies and those and whatever. But a person that has the true peace of God, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, will will love the truth. They'll they'll desire to prosper in the truth. They'll walk in it and they'll have a testimony among other believers in their practice of it. And we may be well to follow after their pattern as a believer. Someone has a testimony they're a believer, but they're not worthy of following. It says that they have not seen God. He had peace. Also, going back to the idea of instruction, he says in verses 13 and 14a, hey, I need to talk to you face to face. Well, that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. If I said, Lex, hey, I need to talk to you after a while, part of you might think, oh boy, what's coming? And part of you might think, oh boy, what's coming? <laughs> you know, it depends on, on the person and scenario. But he was a person that could be approached. He was easily entreated, which is a sign of peace, which is a sign he was indeed a child of God. Peace. So do you have peace? Do you have the peace of God, a soul assured in his, of his salvation in Jesus Christ? You might have noticed that this is the end of the letter. Do you have assurance in the gospel, or do you have some little thing that you depend on yourself? Even if it's just a little percent of a percent of a percent, is there something that you think, you know what, I contributed this? If you have something that you have added, you don't have the peace of God. If it's grace, it's no more work. If it's work, it's no more grace. The true grace of God, according to the truth of God, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, will bring peace to the soul. It will be evident in our lives. Things will happen. Fall and break your hips to have the peace of God. Tragedy still have the peace of God. What happened to Job among uh, in, in the middle of tragedy? Right? Did he did he blaspheme God? Did did he did he turn? His affections from the Lord. Look over in the book of Job. And you can see a, a, a practice of, of peace, the peace of God. Job, verse, chapter 1, verse 20. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Okay, so he, he threw a, a bit of a fit, you know. Some people scream, some people cry. Some people don't know what they just sit down and be quiet. And he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed praise the name, blessed be the name of the Lord. Peace. And all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Peace. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why this happened. I don't know why that happened. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. The peace of God that passes all understanding shall be near your hearts and minds, is what we just read in Philippians. Having that peace, he says, "Peace be to thee and uh, and children of God and members of this assembly." I I encourage, and I pray that peace be unto thee. Sometimes in our lives, when the when the conditions change, our peace and our, our contentment with our earthly lot changes too, doesn't it? It does. Honestly speaking, it does. 
Seek after the Lord in peace. Be reminded. Tell you what, the more you're reminded of your of your soul assured in Jesus Christ before God, that will quiet down whatever's going on in this life, knowing that it's just for a season. When he says this, peace be to thee, he says this representing some friends. He says, our friends salute thee, greet thy, the friends by name. So word companion, the word friend means a companion or an associate. Those familiar by, by an association. Okay. Now we can have friends, but he, this isn't a new subject of friendships. These friends or these associates are those that are partakers of the peace of God that passes all understanding according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. These are individuals. They got individual problems. They got different families. They've got different socioeconomic statuses, whatever. They, they, different issues. They might have different prescription plans or whatever. But these people are friends or they're associates in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay? And it's good to know. In, you know, sometimes it, it's just good to know in the middle of life and circumstances and different things having the peace of God, that there are others out there that likewise have the peace of God. What do I mean? You ever been going through something in life and it's just good to be in the Lord's house around the Lord's people and hear God's word, that it, that it assures and brings remembrances back of, of the peace of God according to that gospel? It's good not to feel alone. It's good. So when he writes this letter, he says, Peace to thee, and by the way, you got some friends. You've got some friends. It's good to receive greetings from friends, and I mean real friends in the Lord, not worldly friends and not acquaintances and that kind of stuff. It's good to have reception of friends. It's good to be around the people of God who share the same peace that you have. True or false? True. I mean, we're going to have some people here next week. Aren't you looking forward to them? Why? Because they get the same peace that you have, or they say they do. Right? It's good to be around those that are that are friends in the Lord and share in that peace. Because guess what? I, I, I've been praying that that everyone who participates in, and comes in as friends, as, as fellow helpers of the truth, that we would all grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that we would all, in just some small way, by the Spirit of God, be more content of our earthly lot, whatsoever sort that is having our souls assured in the gospel of Jesus Christ before God. It's wonderful to have friends. It's wonderful to be greeted by the friends according to that peace. And it's also wonderful to greet others, right? You see that they took the initiative. Our friends salute me. Hey, when you write to Gaius, make sure you, make sure you tell him we said hello. We might not have many friends. I don't know how many friends. When he says, our friends salute thee, it might have been the old couple that's been there forever. And that's it. Maybe John and two other people. We don't know. Our friends, he doesn't put a number on that, does he? Our friends salute thee. Maybe it was a few. Maybe it was more than a few. That's the Lord's business. We might not have many friends, but friends of peace are friends indeed. Right? You ever, yet has your peace in your earthly lot ever been shaken and you had one friend 
that comes and encourages you in the peace of God, that's, that's pretty wonderful stuff. I don't need unpeaceful friends. Raise your hand if you need more unpeaceful friends in your life. People that, that will shake your contentment. People that will, 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 will drive you away from your examinations of the gospel. People that will just aggravate and, in, and agitate. Do you, do you need more folks like that? And studying for this message, providentially. And dear brother of mine, sent me a text message says, I'm praying for you and that your labor and the Lord will not be in vain. The, uh, the, if you want me to, I'll, I'll read you. I'll read you the text message here. Listen to this. I almost had it pulled up. These pockets here. Let's see. This man texted me as, as studying for this. He says, God, he quotes Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Hebrews 6, verse 10. He said, praying for you this morning, may God pour out his blessings upon the church today. I love you. Well, that's pretty great, <laughs> you know. It's wonderful to see, receive greetings of peace and of love. You know what I did? Took my phone right that second, started texting other people similar message. I'm praying, I'm praying for, and I didn't just say that, I'm praying for peace of God. It's wonderful to be encouraged in the things of God and according to his peace that only he can grant. You know, sometimes things weigh on our minds and some things we're aggravated and this life doesn't go exactly how we want. But having a, a cheerful friend to encourage us in the peace of God truly is wonderful. I count you all as friends, and I truly am encouraged in the peace of God by you all. But I don't need unpeaceful friends. I shouldn't want those that do evil as friends. And and, and, and verse 11, Beloved, fallen not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God. I, I want those people, those peaceful friends. I, I want them in my life. I need them in my life. And may I be a peaceful friend to others. But he that doeth evil hath not seen God. I don't need friends like that and you don't either be friendly share the gospel with them but don't make your your course in this life with them i should want those that love the truth that bring the gospel truth of peace i should want those whose souls prosper according to the peace of god friends those that walk in it verses three and four I should desire peaceful friends that have a testimony among the churches. You know, I can be friendly to some folks, but those of the household of faith, those that are believing and doing and are, and are, are, are I believe, faithful members in the Lord's assembly, local assembly, I believe those are true peaceful friends. If we're to be taught in the pillar and ground of the truth, then those that are in the pillar and ground of the truth ought to be the most peaceful friends that we could ever have. Pointing souls to Calvary, Jesus Christ. Those peaceful friends that can both give and receive instruction. You know, that's a real, if somebody, if somebody's a friend that only gives you advice but can't take any, that's not a person that has peace. We should desire true friends, friends of peace for the gospel's sake. Those that could be followed or those that could be imitated after a godly sort. Those of a good report, verse 12. Those that with all peace 
we can fellowship face-to-face with, verses 13 and 14. Man, those, those are some friends of peace. They truly are. Again, Gaius had never met Demetrius before, but this letter says, hey, look, man of peace, Gaius, from John, man of peace, uh, man of peace, here, receive, receive Demetrius. He will speak peace to you according to the gospel. He will speak peace to you as, as far as this life and living goes. So then it would be an encouragement for us while we examine our, our the peace and what peace we really have to also examine our friends. Yeah. Do our friends point us to the peace of God that passes all understanding? If he said, peace be to thee, and by the way, these people you can't stand, they said hello. <laughs> what? You know, that doesn't make any sense. Or these people that are out of the way and out of sorts and, and living according to the course of this world, they said hello. Well, what, what encouragement is that? But for John to say, peace be to thee, and these that desire the peace of God toward you and have experienced the peace of God and salvation, they say hello, and they are indeed associates with you. He also says, greet the friends by name. So the, this letter, if you get John writing to Gaius, by, and it's delivered by the hand of Demetrius, but there's groups of friends on both sides of this letter that are unnamed. Okay. Gaius was not alone, though the letter was addressed to him. John tried to write to the church before, but Diotrephes, who loved to have the preeminence among them, received with his not, he says in verse number nine. But Gaius was not alone. Gaius may have been in a place where he appreciated or experienced his a contentment of his earthly lot more than others. He evidently had a leadership role and assumed that within the assembly. But it could be also that while Diotrephes was casting people out of the church, that these people, Gaius and these others, maybe their peace had been shaken a little bit too. Maybe they didn't. Maybe when they assembled on a regular basis, as they were wont to, maybe maybe their peace and their 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 contentment had been shaken a little. No doubt, someone such as Diotrephes would have would have had an influence on how they worshipped the Lord. Not that their souls were, were, were cast aside from their, their belief of salvation, but as life was going, maybe it was hard. Maybe they didn't know if they were about to be cast out of the church, as it says in verse number 10, casting them out of the church. Maybe, maybe, maybe they didn't know. By the way, that's an excellent point against a universal church. If the universal church um, existed... Then when Diotrephes cast some out of the church, then he also would have taken their salvation from them. If the church is those, it's made up of those who are saved, then casting them out would take their salvation from them. No universal church. So Gaius, you, you see there were some here along with Gaius. He says, greet the friends by name, the associates, there, those there with you, Gaius, greet them by name. And I believe some of these Folks, you could say are unsung heroes of the local assembly. Well, you ever been somewhere to a conference and, and and you've seen these people so many times, but God forgive us as sinners, our memories aren't great. You got no idea what their name is. 
So when I call brother whoever up and say, hey, look, tell the church there I said hello, I might forget names. I might even forget faces. God knows, and I've met them, right? I've met them. Tell them I said hello. There are some unsung heroes in assemblies. There really are. Think about this. I'm going to embarrass. Well, I'm going to hit pause here. It would do us well to encourage one another and being amazing friends of peace. This church was full. It looks like, well, however many they had, more than one because it's plural, where Gaius had assembled. There were those that had the peace of God. Peace be to thee. There were those that had the peace of God. Their souls were assured. They had a contentment whatsoever lot. There were those that loved the truth of the word of God. There were the, verse one, verse two, there were those that their souls prospered. There were verse three and four, there were those that walked in it. And all these items, maybe some more than, than others, but being the local body there, they were friends and they were friends of peace. They encouraged one another in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verses five through seven. Just as much as when Gaius, his name was brought before the church there. It says that uh, in verse number six, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church. Well, who was that? It was the friends. And they are going to now hear the friends on Gaius's end. They're now going to hear. So these people, these people. When it says a testimony among the church, that is comprised of those that have the peace of God. How wonderful it is to hear testimony of the children of God by God's grace. Doesn't it just give you a, a, a warm heart to hear Brother Raul going all over Europe and testifying to the grace of God? It does. When I tell him, hey, look, I, everybody says hello. He might not remember who everybody is and what everybody's face is, but he's been here and he, he knows. It's wonderful to have a testimony among the churches. And being the church, it should be wonderful that we hear testimony as well. I believe the friends that were to be greeted by name, I believe that they love to hear these testimonies. I believe when Demetrius came... And, uh, and, and and perhaps Gaius stood him up in the front and said, hey, y'all, this is Demetrius. He has a good report of all men and of the truth itself. Yay. And we know what kind of record that John has. And, and he and he, he we, he, we know that he has a true record. And John said that Demetrius, he's he, he, he's legit. <laughs> I believe that church, that they might have they might all smiled at him. They might have all got up and just gave him a big hug. We don't know, but I believe they were indeed friends again. Received, I believe they received Demetrius by that report just as much as Gaius and his report found the church of Ephesus. I believe those that were friends, that they both gave and received instruction. I believe that. I believe that those that were friends and associates in the gospel sake and by the peace of God, that, that they were those that could be imitated after a godly sort. I believe they also had a, a good report. Verse 12 just as much as, as Demetrius was. Well, why do I believe that? Because John called them friends or associates. You don't call somebody a friend or an associate if they're not a friend or an associate. With all those things, they all had the peace of God. They had, they had the peace of God. And when he greeted the friends by name, 
He was going to do that how? Face to face. Face to face. And just as much as these, just as much as he says, peace be to thee, and that was that was a personal condition. When he greeted the friends by name, that was also a personal address. So in putting these things together, what we read in Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, there is no peace like the peace of God. It passes all understanding. When everything else in the world is being shaken, my soul is assured before God. I'm content with my earthly lot. Could I grow in this? Absolutely. There's times where I'm just flat terrible at being content with my earthly lot. That's my sin. Should we desire peace? Now, there are times, and honestly, there's so much in the New Testament about the assurance of the believer. There's times you might even think to yourself, how could a saved person even think or say or do something like that? Anybody ever, everybody ever thought anything like that about your salvation? That that peace, man, did the Lord even save me? What happened? Not that you're saved and you could lose your salvation, but is my salvation, is my soul assured when, when it's written? make your calling an election sure there's times where you may doubt especially when our discontentment grows with our earthly law and you think oh my but you know the peace of god it passes all understanding and it will be in such a case as it says in the book of romans in the book of romans chapter 8 See, Romans chapter 8. Let's see, my, my, where is the verse I'm reading? Verse 16, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, the peace that passes all understanding. In times where you just feel alone and the world is shaking, you don't know what's going on, that peace of God, the Spirit of God Himself will confirm the child of God that they are. And if it's in such a place where there's rebellion, then the Spirit of God will draw on repentance, will grant repentance. The peace of God. John and Gaius had a lovely friendship and, 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 a, and a, a lovely companionship according to the peace of God. There was evidence that they both had the peace of God, though they were both men and though they were, they were both sinners. There was evidence that they both had the peace of God. The fact that John could recognize all these things shows us that he, by the Spirit of God and by the power of God, could articulate evidence of the peace of God. There was evidence that Demetrius and the other friends had the peace of God because Demetrius comes with a record the friends salute thee, greet the friends by name. There's friends on both sides. There's, it seems like there's people on both sides that have the peace of God. And they're friends, aren't they? They're our true companions. Now that we've said all that, let me ask you a question. That'll be easy to find out. Was there any evidence that Diotrephes had the peace of God? If he loved to have the preeminence, if it was all about him, well, that's not... 
That's not the peace of God. If salvation is all about you, you don't have the peace of God. If salvation is all about Christ and what he did, then that's peace. If he, if he loved to move and to do and, and couldn't be taught and couldn't be, couldn't be uh, consoled in the gospel, but loved to have things his way and push out and move out and, and get out of my way, he wasn't content. Right? Look at that in verse number 10. And not content wherewith. Look at read verse 10 again. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren. Not content with what? The truth? The gospel of Jesus Christ? Trust the Lord and do what he says? He's not content in walking in it. He's not content to, to have a testimony among the churches. Why? He doesn't care what the churches say. He doesn't, he doesn't care to receive instruction. Only wants to give it. That's a problem. Certainly not worthy of being followed. Children of God, we're to embrace and encourage the friends according to the peace of God and the friends that we have first and foremost as God has set this assembly exactly. If you ever think you want more people or you ever think that what we have isn't whatever it ought to be, the Lord has set this assembly and every member exactly how it pleases him. Do I desire to see soul saved? Absolutely. And the Lord will add to the church daily such as should be saved. We are to encourage and embrace the friends starting first and foremost with one another, being of one mind, one accord, one passion, purpose, and also greet the friends of other like-minded assemblies. Don't you think this was an encouraging letter that Gaius would have received? I do. I do. Children of God, peace be unto you. Peace, the tranquil state of a soul assured of salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot whatsoever sort that is. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Unto you. Unto you. Unto you. Unto you. Peace be unto you. There's a practical and personal living peace that John is talking about. A practical and personal living peace. For Gaius to be simply content with his soul being saved and then go sit under a tulip and not living peace, that's no peace at all. Peace of God comes from to one that is of God. And who is one who is of God? Verse 11, he that doeth good is of God. You can't have peace and sit and do nothing. Peace causes a child of God to do good. Right? We were just studying this in the Proverbs chapter 3. Peace causes the child of God to do good. Right? For his workmanship created... In Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 27. Withhold not good from them whom it is due, when it is in the power of thy hand to do it. If someone has the ability, and if someone is of God, they will do good. We just read that. He that doeth good is of God. 
Someone is of God, they have the ability by God's power to do good. To withhold it then is sin. It's sin against God, it's sin against your neighbor. A personal, practical, and living peace, then, you can't escape it. A child of God will do good. We have friends according to the peace of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I thank God for that. Think of the prophet who thought he was all alone. Man, he was in despair, wasn't he? Well, just the knowledge that there are other friends out there that love the truth, they walk in it, have a testimony among the church. It's wonderful. It truly is wonderful. Don't miss opportunities to greet. Look at this. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. Do not miss opportunities to greet or salute the friends when you see them. When these folks come over and visit with us, I'd like to ask you to go talk to every single one of them and make it a personal thing. Greet them by name. If you don't know their name or if you forgot, find out. Because I guarantee you there are people there too and they might have forgotten our names too. That's right. We're just people. Name tags on everybody. Name tags. Might even start wearing them here before long. <laughs> so, don't miss those opportunities. we got a big opportunity to come up. Greet the friends by name. And caring for the friends, make commitment to know them. Okay? Not, hey, how you doing? Oh, it's good to see you. Hug and then move to the next person. You know, it's easy to remember somebody's name if you really get to know them, if you're really associate with them, if you really are caring about them and their peace. Right? Well, having a peace, getting to know someone according to peace, no matter what lot they're in, well, what lot are they in? Well, I don't know. I never ask. Well, be a friend. Be an associate. Don't pry. Don't meddle. But get to know folks. It's wonderful. This peace. Peace and friends. You see why I called it peace and greetings or the sub the, the, the other title was friends. The peace, peace comes having a friend before God. He is a friend to sinners. Jesus Christ is. How is he an associate with sinners? Well, he, take, he took sin upon himself. He didn't commit the sin, but he took sin upon himself and was made like unto his brethren. He became associate with me, didn't he? Why? That I might be associate with him. He became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That sounds like a friend, doesn't it? Aren't you glad you got associate in Jesus Christ, companion in Christ? Sinner, you have not seen, experienced, or perceived the Lord. You continue in evil, you continue in self-righteousness, you continue in sin. You might be as religious as, as anybody, but you continue in self-righteousness. That's sin. Any assurance at all except in Jesus Christ, that peace, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and that's none other, not baptism, not family, not whatever, Christ alone. You have no peace. You're a sinner, and you deserve the judgment. You might you might think that you're content with your earthly lot, but the heart is desperately wicked, deceptive. Truth of the matter is, you're a sinner, 
And before God, the judgment of God is right and it's due. The Lord Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, came to save sinners. That's the amazing thing about the gospel. He is a fit substitute. Why is my soul assured of its salvation? Because the wrath that I deserve was poured out upon Jesus Christ and he satisfied the wrath of God. There are no more whippings for me. There is no more judgment for me. It's done. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is now, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If you're in Christ Jesus, but you don't walk after the Spirit, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now no condemnation. Well, how can it be? Again, that substitutionary work. That's it. That's the only way. Otherwise, the wrath of God abides on you. That's what it says in John chapter 3. He that believeth not, the wrath of God abides on you. There's either now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, or the wrath of God abides. Why? Because Christ died as a substitute. That word substitution, we know what it means, playing basketball. I want to come out. Lex comes in, he takes my place, and I take his. Substitution. There is only one way to have peace with God, and that's in the finished work of Jesus Christ. His death, yes, he died physically, spiritually. While at Calvary, God poured out his wrath into his bones. He sent fire into his bones. That's what it says in Lamentation. He was buried three days, three nights, rose again from the dead, forever victorious, showing the approval of God the Father on his finished work. He, he forever lives to represent his people. Apart from this, you will be condemned. Apart from this, you will have no peace at all. There's a cute little t-shirt that's out there. It says, No, K-N-O-W, Jesus, no, K-N-O-W, peace. No, Jesus, N-O, Jesus, no peace, N-O, peace. Either you know Christ and his sufferings, his death, burial, and resurrection, and you know the peace of God that passes all understanding, or you don't, and you don't. No either or. I would encourage you to flee to Christ, to see your position before God, that you are you have anything but peace before God. The wrath, again, of God abides on you. That you would flee to Christ for refuge or safety. That you would have salvation and forgiveness of sins according to the work of God. A tranquil state, the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. Not through your confession, not through your baptism, not through I think so or I feel so or I hope so, through the finished work of Jesus Christ. I say that knowing this, that of yourself you can't. You can't will it. You can't do it. But I also say this, that the command goes out. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing full well that the sheep of God will hear his voice and follow him. Knowing full well that all that the Father gave him shall come to him 
And he that cometh to Christ, he in no wise will cast out. Repent. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Be saved. Have peace. Have friends of peace. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word.